You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Mark Vandermeer, play-by-play voice of the Texans radio network. We're looking forward to teaming up with Mark and our friends as well from the Patriots team channel as we take the show on the road. It's a joint audio cast coming up Tuesday and Wednesday, August 15th and 16th, live from West Virginia. Note the special time for this program 11 a.m. Eastern. Mark, looking forward to working with you. How are you? How's it going, guys? Are we really working together? Like, is this called work? Because uh, I got a problem with actual work, you know? I'll just talk. Talking is good, but working is another thing. Now, Mark, you know I'm extremely loud, so it's work for me. It's laborious. Oh, I see. I got it. There's, there's a strenuous Mark. activity taking place. <laughs> Mark, laborious. Did you hear that? Laborious. It's a big word Friday, Mark. Yes. It's big work Friday. I got it. I like Let- laborious. That's good. Thank you. I'll be loquacious as well when we get to West Virginia. Let's go back to Wednesday. You were in the booth because you've been in the booth every step of the way throughout the Texans franchise history. What would you take away from what Deshaun Watson did against Carolina, albeit against their backups? Well, you know, that's the key thing here. But I think another key thing is it's his first time being in an NFL field. And when we were in the stadium early on, we noticed a lot of orange in the stands. And the orange grew and it was amazing how many Clemson fans there were there that were there to greet Deshaun Watson to the National Football League. I, I thought it was a tremendous showing of support, and it really was kind of moving in a way, just to see the kind of love he gets in this part of the country or in that part of the country. We're four hours north of there now. But I, I really thought that was more than notable. And then he gets on the field, and it looks like he belongs. You know, he's handling things well. He changes out of some plays. He found some receivers who – Maybe other rookie quarterbacks wouldn't be able to find because he knew how to shift the protection and knew where the blitzer was coming from. So he went to an area where he knew a receiver would be open, and there was good communication. So I thought it was a good first test for him. You know, there was a a drop. There was a fumble after a reception. There was a reception that would have been a great catch had the receiver not gone out of bounds first. It would have kept the drive going. I thought he could have done a lot more if those – other things had come through for him, and he made some overthrows. He made some mistakes, but I don't think any of those passes were even close to being picked off, which is something very positive here, that he protects the football, and he knows where people are around him. It, it is very apparent that he's got the eyes in the back of his head, point guard kind of thing, that aspect of being a quarterback, and I think some of that is God-given. So I, I really liked him in that appearance, and you want to see him do more. You want to see him build on this. What would it take, uh, considering he went with the second team, Tom Savage went with the first team, uh, what would it take for him to get the nod from Bill O'Brien, considering the poise, because that's what you're alluding to, poise. He showed how much poise he had. The lights weren't too bright for him. Uh, It's easy to become complacent as a starter because you do have the max protection because of the experience of the guys up front, but yet at the same time, the young kid – and Deshaun Watson, yeah, Deshaun Watson actually showed uh, that he has the capabilities when pressure is around him to not really just get out of pocket and run full speed, but find the soft spot and still be able to deliver the pass. What would it take for him to be the starter? I, I think it's going to take more progress. And Savage looks good now. He's looked good all throughout camp. In the game, there were a couple of three and outs early, and there was some pressure, and you know he didn't handle it. Uh, but the team didn't handle it, so you could say chicken or egg or you know who's responsible for what. Uh, the one thing you like about Watson being in there is that 
he does sense the pressure, and if the protection is not going to be that good, maybe he can you know get out of jail and run to the right side or the left side, buy some extra time, extend the play, you know, worked off work off script a little bit, and you don't want to see him run like crazy. Like that was a touchdown run that we just heard, but it was kind of a safe touchdown run if you know what I'm saying. Like it felt like he knew that it was going to be there, uh, but it's not always going to be there. The NFL. Uh, you know, Reuben Foster had something to say in that championship game, but Deshaun was able to overcome that hit. Uh, but I think continued progress, and I think maybe Savage flipping a little bit would contribute to that as well. I'm not so sure if that's even necessary. Uh, at some point, Deshaun's going to play for the franchise because he's the franchise guy with two number one draft choices invested in him. I just It's hard to predict when. Everybody's got their idea on when it's going to happen, and I, I think it's going to happen. Uh, but, again, if Tom weren't doing so well, it would be an easy decision to make right now. But he's doing well. Now, the counter to that is Tom really hasn't played much either. You're not talking about a veteran who's won a bunch of games for this team. You're talking about a guy who's started and finished one game in his career. So that is a, a notable situation there, that Tom doesn't have a lot of playing experience himself. But he does have experience in the system, and I think that counts for a lot because everybody – says that this is a complicated system and it's one that you uh, you need some years in, you need some time in anyway to be good at. Chatting with Mark Vandermeer, radio voice of the Houston Texans. Let's go back to last year, Lamar Miller, career high in carries, better than 1,000 rushing yards. Mark, what do you think the workload's going to look like for him this year? It'll be less because now you have a young man by the name of Deontay Foreman, the third-round draft choice from the University of Texas, had a 41-yard run the other night ends up averaging over eight yards per carry. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to the Pro Bowl or anything, but this guy's going to factor into this ground game. And when you have a young buck like that coming into the roster, it pushes everybody else. And Alfred Blue had a good game against Carolina. And when Blue just hits that hole hard, just takes the ball and just starts running and not trying to find a hole, uh, whatever was available, he took it. He had a nice game as well. A bunch of good carries in that touchdown drive. Good catch in that touchdown drive by uh, Savage, and he also had the 16-yard run to cap it off. I think that Blue has announced that he's not going down easy here, and it's going to be a very tough cut at running back. It's a very varied group. They've got Tyler Irvin, the fourth-rounder from last year, who looks much better this year. He's kind of a receiver and running back. And they've got Akeem Hunt, who's a speedster who can make plays. I like what they've got in the backfield, and it's going to be really interesting for them. Maybe injuries always, or maybe injuries as they often do, solve the problem. But nobody's hurt right now. That's a good thing for the Texans, and they'll just have to figure it out. Uh, Losing uh, Vince Wolford, this team has defensively uh, last season, I think, given up, what, 20.5 yards a game, which is 11th in the National Football League, uh, but arguably had overall the best defense in the game. Uh, how big of a loss is that, or will J.J. Watt and Jadavion, a healthy Jadavion Clowney, somewhat pick up some of those pieces uh, that we can say that uh, the big man has left behind on the defense? Yeah, I think Will Fork, you know, the Will Fork that played for the Texans was not the Will Fork that played for the Patriots a few years ago, but he was still a very good nose tackle and somebody who could, you know, hold the point of attack and kind of, you know, just control the middle, if you will, and that's all you want your nose guard to do, and the other guys could clean it up. I mean, Watt really didn't play last year, only played the first three games, and he wasn't even himself at, at that point. Uh, but I think they have enough pieces here. DJ Reader looks like he's ready for the job. I think they're going to do the rest of it behind him by committee, if you will. Uh, but they have some interesting players. You know, they have 
Christian Covington on the D-line. They have Carlos Watkins, who they drafted in the fourth round out of Clemson. Uh, they've got Joel Heath, who hasn't played much, uh, wasn't played at all this training camp. He's, he's dealing with some sort of injury, but he'll be okay. So they got a lot of interesting players, and they're just going to have to fill it in. They don't have anybody who's a 350-pound fending machine like Will Fork was. Uh, so you're going to have to get along without him. And he was a big part of things. But I think they have the personnel, especially, as you say, with a healthy Watt coming back. That's huge for this team. Mark, because we're going to be peppering with you with questions when we get to West Virginia on Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll keep it concise today. We appreciate the time. Final thoughts on dress code, because Bill O'Brien is an intense dude. Can we wear shorts or will we get fined? Uh, You guys have to wear black tie to practice, (laughs) didn't they tell you? (laughs) And, and we go 70s black tie. We go Tony Orlando and oh, Don, nice. you know, with the ruffles and everything. So I expect yes. you to show up like that, Brian. I thought you were going to do a Casey and the Sunshine Band reference. Mark, enjoy your weekend. Looking forward to seeing you next week in West Virginia. Uh, likewise, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart. Live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.